should not get you down because it's our job to add our own sunshine and get our mindset in check. But good morning, everyone. This is Carol Sue, aka Naughty Bus Live with two sisters. Good morning, everyone. This is Janice, aka Wellness Diva 5.0, Anthology Diva 5.0. And I might add um, a few other subtitles to my name. That's always a funny thing to to kind of be creative about but so it's mindset monday and i believe i put and i don't know where i come up with the stuff it just there's a lot of popping going on and it just pops up and then i just kind of go with it i'm trying to get to our live <coughs> on our page so i can tell you exactly what the tagline was i love a good tagline just and say I, but go ahead i believe it was something about waves to something and see i already forgot you know what that oh i'm sorry waving on our minds waving in quotes so right and that, that's an actual great lead-in uh for what the first thing that i wanted to share this morning with others um sadly they have uh, released all the names of those that perished in Afghanistan, the uh, soldiers, and I always, I always get that moment of tugginess, especially when you put a picture and or a name to the face uh, of someone that lost their lives, uh, you know, serving. You know that they paid that ultimate sacrifice. But in addition to them making the ultimate sacrifice, their, their families did as well. So we want to make sure that we include them. But it is U.S. Marine Sergeant. Uh, Johanny Rosario, 25 years old, U.S. Marine Corporal Hunter Lopez, age 22, U.S. Marine uh, Lieutenant Corporal, I think I may be saying his uh, title wrong, but Kareem Nikui, 22, and I apologize again if I'm saying the names incorrectly, Marine um, Lieutenant Corporal Riley McCollum, age 20. U.S. Marine Lieutenant Corporal Jared Schmidt, age 20, and it's LCPL, so I'm thinking that's Lieutenant Corporal. U.S. Marine Lieutenant Corporal David Lee Espinoza, 20 years old. U.S. Navy uh, Max Maxton Soviak, age 20. U.S. Marine Sergeant Taylor Hoover, 31. U.S. Marine Corporal Dagan Page, 23, U.S. Army um, Staff Sergeant Ryan Noss, age 23, U.S. Marine Corporal Humberto Sanchez, age 22, U.S. Marine Sergeant Nicole G., age 23, and U.S. Marine Lieutenant Corporal Dylan Marolo, 20, U.S. Marine um, Lieutenant Corporal Ricky Thompson, who was 23, was not killed in Cabal, but did pass away this week. I believe it was on August 24th. We want to include him in that. Uh, there are thousands of Marines, and there's thousands of Marines that are still in Afga Afghanistan fighting alongside, uh, trying to, uh, you know, get everyone out. So we want to keep uh, wishing them uh, safe while they're fighting. Uh, and to those that were injured, there's so many that were injured. Uh, as well as civilians. Uh, we wish that they have a healthy and happy, safe recovery. 
Uh, and remember that, and again, I apologize if I if I got the actual uh, pronunciation. Well, no, 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 not just the pronunciation, but their actual title. You know, I'm kind of second guessing some of those titles. Uh, and you know what? In the end of the day, does the title really matter? They, uh, it, it does matter, but we have to, you know, keep these people in our heart. And when, you know, when, when you see a post that says, say their name, you know, it sounds cliche to a certain degree, but it doesn't because you, when you hear a number, that's one thing. But again, when you see the face, when you read the name, they are attached to real families that also sacrifice because a family member that is not making that decision to enter that call of duty has to support that call of duty. You know, many might have uh, children or loved ones that they're leaving behind, uh, spouses, parents, aunts, uncles, cousins, friends, children. They all were part of that sacrifice. So I don't want people to just assume, you know, well, that's the honor and the oath that they kind of agreed to. Well, of course it is, but not everyone has that calling. And, you know, there may be family members that don't even want their loved ones to enter that calling, but they do, they support, they honor, and they deserve our respect. Um, it, you know, it's just, it, it, it just, I, it kind of goes with the theme of the grayness and the gloom that's, you know, everyone's experiencing weird, different weather lately, and the humidity, this heavy, heavy of hearts that sadly our country is feeling. Don't you think, Jan? I certainly do. And waves are always on our minds. And I just want to say, in addition, obviously, to what has transpired with these amazing men and women who gave it all, who their families gave it all. If you have somebody special in your life that you want to give a special shout out to, please let us know. We would love to honor, respect, and recognize their efforts and their hearts and souls in their families. So please reach out to either Carol Sue or myself, and we would love to start to include that in our daily podcast. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, it's good, to re it's good to reflect, it's good to remember people. Um, but don't do it just on, you know, one occasion where there's a sadly a paramount number of people that lose their lives. There are daily people that lose their lives that are called to serve, you know, whether it's a law enforcement, firemen, um, you know, how many, how many doctors, you know, nurses or whatever, you know, they're frontliners, you know, anyone that serves the public, serves the people, serves for a greater good that puts them in a category that most people just, it's not even a question that they don't have the courage, uh, but they don't have that necessarily calling that they're gonna do it. You know, just like, you know, a, a priest or a nun has a calling. I do believe that people that serve have a calling. And there are many people that we look upon as heroes as well is is the you know the person that's just a volunteer there's so many volunteers out there that serve you know red cross uh you know we could go on and on but you know anyone that decides to serve and what i mean by serve is helping others 
putting their own safety to the side, putting uh, you know risk aside, and just going full force for the greater you know betterment of people's lives. It's not everyone. Not everyone gets that calling. That is true, and sometimes the calling goes way beyond the calling. It's the voice and the actions in their foundations, in their families that support that calling. So you can, you know, look at something like and say, um, some might casually say, and I've had, and I have heard some casually say, well, that's the life that they chose. And in actuality, factuality, that is absolutely true, but it takes someone with such a boisterous talent, a boisterous calling that goes way beyond that. And it brings me back to this past Saturday when I was at breakfast with a couple of Gary's cousins, <coughs> excuse me. And they're, you know, you see typically the same people that come in there every week. And there's this older couple and they are just absolutely adorable and so sweet. And he has served, he served in WW2. And, you know, you get to see familiar faces, you wave and, you know, good morning, that type of thing. And before he came in, I said to one of Gary's cousins, referring to this older couple, and with everything that, it, <laughs> excuse me, everything that has transpired in Afghanistan, can you imagine the things that this gentleman in his service to our country, not only in the service to our country, but everything that he has seen and witness within his lifetime thus far, including that. How heavy is that weighing on his heart and his soul with his fellow comrades? With his absolutely, absolutely. And in addition, yeah. uh, I do know, I think Gary was talking about that there is a group of veterans that uh, it's kind of like, I would say a private group mm -hmm. that uh, are going in to assist in and helping to to bring out and, and you know they could not stand by and watch their brothers and sisters perish you know the call of duty you know goes far beyond when you decide that you're going to retire that calling i think instills within your heart that it's embedded so you know kudos to those but you're absolutely right when you see a veteran today especially one that's fought wars way before, you know, this particular one. And, uh, you know, I want to make a, a, a disclaimer uh, that we uh, do believe that the war in Afghanistan should be over. Um, we don't agree with most uh, people of how it transpired, but I also don't believe in the blame game of trying to pass it off as the other administrator's fault, um, because I can combat that and say, well, maybe if you actually follow through with the plans that were set in place, we wouldn't be in the situation we are right now. So we, when you start to blame others for decisions that you make, and you're going to blame it based on something that transpired before that actually was a good plan, 
that's a coward. And and in my book, a very low blow to even the soldiers, you know, that lost their lives. Stop the blame game, you know, have accountability. And sadly, the current uh, administration has no accountability. They have no accountability in taking this country down in less than X amount of 100 days, however it's been. And that's out of our control. But what is in our control is we have the ability with our voices to say, no, how dare you try to blame this on somebody else? Be accountable. Like at one at one point, he says the buck stops with him. And the next breath, he's blaming somebody else. Stop it. Stop it. People are tired of that. Just get these people home safely. There's time for that rhetoric and time for that debate later. But you screwed up. So instead of making excuses, you know, and that comes with the mindset that it's okay to admit a misstep. This was a big misstep. This was a horrific misstep and it should never have happened. But when you have people in those higher positions, meaning Marines, uh, Navy, Army, when you have the, the, the higher enchilada of the, those particular branches who are not in agreement of how it went, shouldn't we listen to the people that know it better? And don't doesn't each administration put into place people that are supposed to be able to have very strong input because they're the experts. They're the ones that understand, uh, you know, so, you know, I, I just think the whole thing is a debacle, but I don't want to so much focus on that. And it's hard not to uh, with your mindset, because when you have someone that keeps repeating that same narrative of blame game, let's let's get these people home. Let's get these soldiers home, men and women. Let's get these Americans home. And because we can't control what's going on in Afghanistan right now with the Taliban, we can't. Uh, you know, decisions that were made kind of sealed the deal on that fate. So let's not add fuel to the file. Let's find ways to be proactive in part of the solution and not keep digging and hammering the nail of being the problem. And that's what he's doing. And, and while we could really dive more deep into that subject, um, what I will say, what I will say <laughs> is that we need to come up with a solution and the solution, obviously getting our American citizens back home and our Afghan counterparts safely out of there. Correct. And amazing that, and I don't know his name, um, but that group of veteran, uh, retired veterans that have gone in and are extracting and saving people and getting them to safety. The calling of their heart was that great. And wow. I, yeah, I don't you know what, when you Jan, think about it, they were already retired. They didn't have to do this. And that really shows you how uh, the call of duty, you just don't know when it's gonna come up. You probably, you know, you, you know, I would imagine for them and their families, like you've already served, you did your tours, you served our country well, why would you put yourself at risk again? So, you know, you, you think of the flip side of that, that 
not that it's even a second calling. It's just the calling just doesn't stop. Right. There's no, there is no expiration, even though they are retired, there's no expiration on that calling. And kind of the flip side of that is, or is maybe more of a question uh, to our audience. What is the calling in your heart? And I know that when we are going through these times, you know, we often think, well, how, how can I be a part, <laughs> excuse me, how can I be a part of that solution? You know, today I'm going to try not try to find out. Um, and I was looking at that yesterday to find out what the name of that organization was, because I do recall this gentleman saying that they don't, they don't charge people to get out there to for that extraction to getting them out of that danger it, it's all by donations so <laughs> you know how the foresight to start something like that your mindset has to be so solid so determined on providing for that solution. So I'm definitely going to try now try to find out the name of that organization and the name right now just escapes me. But just imagine what you could do in your life to be a part of a solution. If you may think that it's small in nature, and it may be that yes, indeed, it is small in nature. But what a huge, beautiful thing to be of service in a way to touch people's lives that perhaps you wouldn't have come across by being part of the solution. So maybe it's not so much that it's waving on our minds, but it's waving toward a mindful, collaborative solution. Absolutely. And I think too, when you have that discussion with people, because you know everyone says, oh, you, you know, this subject's taboo, that subject's taboo. Uh, you know, even yesterday, gathering with friends and family, a lot of us had different perspectives on what's going on in our country, what's going on over on in Afghanistan. But the one common thing that we had in mind is we're, we're, we're exhausted. We are physically and mentally exhausted of, you know, this alternative universe that we've been living in. And, you know, how are we going to navigate through it, get it over with by not, you know, driving ourselves kind of crazy ourselves right so yeah i think part of the helplessness that most people feel because we know that we are only in control of not only how we act but how we react to something those are things that we can control and being part of the solution is more rewarding than adding to the fuel fuels of the fire that just keeps prolonging the problem so you know, within your own, within your own community, you know, you may feel this like helplessness of what's going on regarding masks and vaccines and, you know, school systems, school committees, put it back. I mean, be postured in your mindset that look at, ultimately, it's okay to ask questions. A lot of people think that's a big taboo thing. Like you don't have a right to question any authority. You don't have a right to question a superintendent, a, a selectman, a board of health, your governor, your local constituents in government. You do have the right. And the reason why we have the right to ask the question is because if they are postured in their belief 
and or have good resources and or data that support their decision making, that is going to help the public understand. Now, it may not help the public like it, but avoidance is not postured. And what I've been witnessing over the last month uh, between school committees, state government, local government, is they feel the way to deal you know, with that parent or the public or the citizen, the stakeholder, the grandparent, the parent, is by either deflecting from answering the question or ignoring. You know what that does? That fuels more to the fire of, okay, well, what are you hiding? Are, are, do you actually have data that you're making these decisions on? Do If you believe it so, why don't why aren't you confident in telling your answer to the public why you feel it so? You know, and I think that's part of the problem. So how do you navigate through that? Oh, you froze a question up. that someone else has. Uh, am I okay now? Yeah, you're okay now. Okay. Your question might indeed uh, spark someone else to ask a question or a follow-up question. And in that way, when we're doing that, those are things that we feel we're contributing to that we're in control of. It's also going to help educate us on a couple things. Either we're going to get an answer, we're going to learn something. We also have the possibility of maybe knowing something or a perspective that we didn't even know existed, um, but it also helps us feel like we, we're part of being proactive in trying to get resolved. Um, you know, and I think that's, you know, people just are, are, it's just this heavy feeling that everyone that I've been in coming in contact with, whether it's, you know, parents, grandparents, uh, business owners, uh, you know, clients, customers, whatever, they just, there's a, just this unsettling heaviness. And I try to, you know, assist them in saying it's mindset because my, my mindset, like yours, you, you know, we're all vulnerable. We all have times where we second guess, are we doing the right thing? Are we fighting the right cause? Are we contributing enough? Are we adding value or are we adding more to the problem? Uh, but, you know, and there's no easy answer to that, but those are actions that we can do. It's going to make us feel good that we know we are being uh, contributing to learn more. And I always say, when you decide to stop learning, your mind closes up, it gets stagnant, um, your cognitive, your mental clarity lessens. And they say that there's some studies on that. So don't be afraid of learning a subject and or a situation, get to know it better, do your due diligence, do research. Now you're going to have the, the keyboard, there, there's two, two types of keyboard people. There's a keyboard warrior um, that really spends hours upon hours trying to do research, trying to not only better educate themselves, but provide information, quality information that's accurate information. Obviously that's hard to do. It takes real, you know, you have to really kind of dig and, you know, I always say, you know, whatever the subject matter is, go to about four or five, six different sources and whatever the majority is, dig further. Cause sometimes the majority is not even accurate. Um, but also, uh, Make sure that you, instead of being just the keyboard warrior, you're also deflecting the, the keyboard bully, you know, the one that has the quick response, or in, uh, instead of digesting a post or digesting a link or doing their own due diligence, 
they base their argument on an opinion argument. And there's a difference between having a factual argument with factual information, which is a debate, which should be a healthy debate, versus an opinion now that becomes, they try to put that off as factual. So you you, you have to, there, there's two there's two types of keyboards out there. And at the end of the day, we are not in control of how others behave on social media. We are not in control of how people react to a post or to a link or to an article, but we are in control of how we react. And wouldn't it be a great way to react in a way that perhaps when you run into that nice old couple um, every Saturday morning and you see six or eight nuns walk in and you come up with the notion, well, how can I maybe surprise this gentleman and his wife um, to pay for his breakfast anonymously? You know, maybe it's something as simple as that. You know, maybe within your own community, you know, a young mom at home um, whose husband, or it, even if it's vice versa, significant other is serving our country wherever they may be in the world, you know, maybe it's dropping off a nice little package of um, goodies for them. You know, maybe it's going to your local, <laughs> excuse me, your local food pantry and donating some food or how about volunteering your time or, you know, whatever, whatever it is that's within your heart. You know, I, I remember you know, obviously this time last year was very close to the time when our, our dad passed away. And I remember him and mommy, when we were growing up, say, always, always serve others within your means, but there are always a way you can serve others that's outside of your means, meaning it does not have to be <laughs> monetary wise. It could be a simple gesture of even mailing out a card to your friend that maybe you know they're going through a hard time. Maybe they're going through a good time and you just say, hey, was just thinking of you. How great would it be to receive a nice little card in the mail? And that's so, you know, that's so passe and I love it. I, I, I love nothing better than a handwritten note, a handwritten letter or a card with a handwritten note. We've lost uh, a sense of, niceness that we always used to do and you know i still try to send out my cards uh you know whenever i can good morning and you know it really you know receiving a nice note is such a way that when you think about it the the gesture that they actually sat down they wrote you a note they took the time to put in an envelope put a stamp it sounds trivia don't doesn't it but the fact being is they took the time out of their day to remember someone else and it makes the receiving person feel so good because they think of that. I mean, every time I receive a, uh, a big shout out to Donna Winter and Stampin' It Up, she she makes, she actually uh, is a distributor uh, for Stamp It Up and they make handmade cards. So not only is she getting the card, but she's constructing the card. She's putting it together with her special flair and then with a special note. And every time, you know, and I, I always know, you know, kind of what envelope it's going to be the thickness of it because it's usually a thicker type envelope and i always look forward and you know what i've I, i've never thrown one of them out i save them 
Mm-hmm. Me too. There's a, couple, there's a couple that I framed or I put in a scrapbook. But because not only did I know she wrote the note, she she made the card. So is that a little gesture? Well, it's a little gesture in the sense of bigger schemes, but the fact that she took the time, oh, you got a few to share. She took the time to to do that. So that makes me feel good. And it makes me feel so good that it, re- it incites that for me to remember to send a card, although I'm not creative what she does. So what I do do is she also uh, sells them in boxes. And I always say, hey, I need another box of cards because every time I send one of her cards out, everyone's like, where, oh my God, where did you get this card? So not only am I helping support her business, but I'm sharing her talent. And uh, there's nothing better than getting one of her cards in the mail. So yep. this is yeah. Beautiful. I, and it's true. I, I, I cannot get rid yeah, of them. Yeah, they're, they're, they're pieces of artwork, I always say. They are. They're just beautiful. They and I, are. Love her, I love her variety box, you know, and she does. So uh, if you want Donna's information, we will make sure we'll put a link because she does have a Stamp It Up page. And, you know, that's to me is giving back to an entre- a local entrepreneur and helping her business out. But it's also sharing her business. It's such a just a fun, nice way. Yes. And how is that amazing for our Mindset Monday? Waving into solutions. Hmm. I think we have a theme going on here. And, on that, and on that note, my name is Janice, a.k.a. Wellness Diva 5.0. And I am with two sisters. So this is Carol, a.k.a. Live at Nani Boss. Uh, Going to go get some uh, stretching with my stretch bands on today, uh, working my upper body. In between folding clothes, you know, the, the usual Monday, Monday things that we have to get done. So we hope that you have a positive mindset Monday. Make sure you take time out to remember those soldiers, um, I do have all their names listed. And again, I apologize if I got their uh, credentials or their, their titles wrong uh, and or mis- mispronounced their names. Uh, it was all done with uh, good intention. So we will see you tomorrow on Triumph Tuesday. There's a lot of triumphing going on, right? I think so. Mm-hmm. So on that note, we will see you tomorrow. Take care, everyone. Bye.